Hey, welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast, where we're going to talk about the Bible, how it applies to our daily lives, and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. My name is Brett Westerfield, and my wife and I are the youth pastors of Echo Youth Ministries at South Coast Christian in San Juan Capistrano, California. And I'm joined today by one of our youth leaders, Ben Wallace. Let's get it. Yo, what's good, players? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've been saying that a lot recently. I don't know why. Um, but hey, welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast. This is episode fifty-two, which I mean, which I think means that we've made it a full year of the podcast. Um, I've got good news and bad news. Okay, so good news is uh, I'm joined today by my good friend Big Sarge, also known as Matt Lawson. Say what's up, Matt. Ayo, and. Uh, He's going to be covering for Ben, which is the bad news, uh, because Ben, uh, Ben's mother and brother, or seemingly brother, we don't know for sure, but it's looking like it, but his uh, mom and brother um, came down with COVID, and so uh, Ben is okay for right now, but he's obviously having to kind of quarantine and lay low. So uh, so we have congratulations of our, us getting to our... Uh, our year anniversary of the podcast, but also it's kind of a bust because uh, um, Ben can't be here to celebrate with us. Feels so horrible. We'll uh, we'll talk to him about it next week, and uh, and we should be good to go. So we're gonna get into it. We're gonna try and streamline this uh, episode. Um, if you're joining us from Echo Youth, uh, what's up, peeps? Love you guys. How you doing? If you're joining us from um, other youth groups or um, or just anywhere. Um, don't have to be a youth kid to listen to this podcast, but, um, if you're joining us from anywhere else, what's up? How's it going? Uh, we are excited to share the gospel with you today. Yes, sir. Um, And have some fun and be goofy and all that good stuff. Um, we're going to try and figure out 2021, what, what that looks like this year and maybe get some cool ideas for the podcast in different segments and things like that. But we're going to do, um, if you haven't joined us the last two weeks um, and you're joining us for the first time, we're going through a book called The Catalyst Leader and Eight Essentials for Becoming a Change Maker. So it's pretty cool. Um, I told some of you, if you have the means to do so, buy the book and follow along with us. Um, it's super good. And uh, and that would be really, uh, really cool, especially uh, for those of you peeps that are listening that are um, part of... Um, Echo Youth Leadership Team, if you have the means, buy this book. It's freaking good. Um, and then the other thing, though, is if you don't, if you're like, I don't really have the money to buy a book right now, that's okay. Just go on sparknotes.com. <laughs> Get the spark notes for this bad Larry and uh, follow along each chapter. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be good. So we did um, calling the first week. We did um, authenticity last week. And this week we're talking about passion and how important it is to be a passionate leader, a passionate person to be an impactful leader in the world. So I'm going to go through this chapter a little bit and read you some of my highlighted parts. And then uh, Matt's um, playing the role of Ben today. So he's got a couple questions to ask and and then we'll have a fun draft at the end. So uh, right off the bat, so... If you haven't been reading this, it's written by Brad Lominick. But right off the bat, there's a quote from Francis Chan that says, God's presence is all that matters. If we are connected to him, we will bear much fruit. 
everything is dependent on him. So that's pretty, um, pretty heavy right off the rip. Yeah. Uh, so it's good. Um, there is a, basically what this chapter is talking about is like, um, because the, the book's about being a catalyst leader, right? Being a change maker. So it's not necessarily all about uh, being, let me, how do I say this? It's not necessarily all about ministry, even though it's it's from a ministry heart and mindset. Um, but it is also just about life. And so, um, so the calling of the first chapter, it, a lot of times is to a ministry, but sometimes it's, it's to a voc- like a certain vocation where you can glorify God in that, which is fine. And it's actually very needed. Um, and then authenticity is just be real in whatever you're doing. And the passion is, um, what this chapter is talking about is what, in whatever you do in life, if you decide to be a pastor, if you decide to be a fireman, if you decide to be a doctor, a nurse, if you decide to be a real estate agent, what, you know, whatever it is that you decide to do, um, if you decide to be a YouTuber, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what kids are aspiring to be these days, but pro gamers, <laughs> pro gamers, it, whatever you aspire to do, do it in a way that you're passionate about it and also that you glorify God through it. So yeah, that's, that's what this good. chapter is about. And to kind of, um, um, explain that, um, there's this, the great reformer, Martin Luther, um, who kind of started the Lutheran church, I guess. Um, back in the day he and kind of he was kind of the head of the starting kind of this like the protestant um church kind of break off from um the old uh traditional like catholic church but anyways um so martin luther was once asked by a man how he should serve the lord and so martin luther said what is your work now um and the man replied i'm a shoemaker and luther said then make a good shoe and sell it for a fair price. <laughs> so it's kind of funny because it's like, how does that make any sense about being passionate in the workplace or whatever? It's, um, and this convicted me a little bit cause I, I, I was going, because my job and my calling is ministry. I went, I go so far down the road of like nothing else matters besides, of course, <laughs> besides ministry and life and all this. And, um, and so this convicted me a little bit because it's like no the the day-to-day job does matter and this book talks about actually there in the first chapter we talked about it, there's a spiritual calling and a vocational calling and so um basically what this is saying is that man was called to be a shoemaker that's his calling that's what he's supposed to do and there's also a spiritual calling to glorify jesus to go and make disciples and all that kind of stuff but his vocational calling was to be a shoemaker so make a good shoe and sell it at a fair price so um it says Luther recognized the spiritual value of the man's everyday job and encouraged him to glorify God by doing that work well. Being a change maker means realizing that commitment to God and passion for following Jesus cannot be compartmentalized. They have to be put together, which is really good. Commitment to God and passion for following Jesus cannot be compartmentalized. Um, another one is um, Paul writes in Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Um, so there's some really cool stuff. I'm going to look through the, I'm going to look through the end of the chapter here and then Matt's going to ask some questions. Um, Priscilla Shire, uh, wrote this, uh, or said this, the pinnacle of your Christian experience should be when you take everything you've learned on the pew of your church and it's mattered on the pavement of your life circumstances. Bars. That's super good. Um, 
let's see. Another one is our passion for God simply can't be contained and it shouldn't be. That's what Brad writes in this book. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, here's another good concept. So um, I don't know if any of you have heard it, but people have talked about like we're, we're human beings, not human doings, and like we need to be or whatever. Um, this book kind of flames that idea because <laughs> in a good way, though. It says Christians today like to debate whether following Jesus with great passion is a matter of doing or being, but I think it's both, which I think is really good. I think it's necessary for us to be, um, like the Bible says, um, uh, he who knew no sin became sin so that we um, may become the righteousness of Christ. Like we need to be who we are. We need to be holy. We need to be righteous. We need to be all these things. But also at the same time, we do need to do something, right? We need to yeah, like absolutely. follow our passions and and go through life in, in that way. And and Matt's a good example of that because he, he's up to this point done a lot of different things. And um, life as a... A normal kid, you know, playing ball and and living life and doing that thing. But then he was a marine for five years. Correct? Yep, five long marine years. Marine for five years. So he he, and that's a really great example of vocational calling and spiritual calling. Matt has a spiritual calling to um, follow Jesus, to make disciples, to fight spiritual battles. But also uh, for five years and. I'm sure if something crazy kicked off for another few years, <laughs> five more. He uh, he has a vocational call, or he's felt the vocational calling to fight physically for um, our freedoms, which is incredible. And so, um, and he's passionate about it. And so that's kind of a cool example of what this is talking about. Another thing that Brad writes in here is your internal passion determines your external reach. How passionate you are inside is how effective you are on the outside. That's super good. Um, everything we touch should bear the sooty fingerprints of our fiery zeal for him. <laughs> That's pretty good too. I like this. Um, sooty. Sooty. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much it. I think we're good. Um, so those are the main points right there. So now um, Matt's going to ask, I think, a quick question and then a follow-up bigger question. And I'm going to try and answer them to the best of my ability, um, like we do kind of on the fly. Um, and then um, then we'll draft some uh, goofy draft today. All right, so let's jump right into it. Um, ben, if you're listening, which I know you are, uh, I'm sorry that I'm in this spot. Uh, privileged and honor, uh, but I wish you were here. So I'm going to try to you know, fill in your shoes as best as possible. Hey, yo. So without further ado, Echo Youth Peeps and anybody else who's watching, my first question, uh, Reverend Westerfield, is <laughs> how can I become more passionate in my walk with Christ while also pursuing being passionate in my job? Sorry, say that again. I was messing with this volume thing. Say it again. Sorry. So how can I become more passionate, right? Yes. In my, in my walk with Christ while simultaneously becoming more passionate in my job. And do the two go hand in hand? So being passionate about God and being passionate about your job at the same time. Yes. So um, this has, so after this, after I read this chapter and I started being challenged about vocational calling and spiritual calling and all this kind of stuff, I started looking at 
uh, where scripture kind of explains that better. And it's all over the place. Uh, You know, Paul was a tent maker, um, not in really probably the more, the better um, translation would be more like a tent repairer. And so he like when people, um, sorry, little history lesson Uh, back in the day for um, uh, people of that time, when they were building a new house, oftentimes uh, they would, pitch a tent out front on the property and live there until the house was finished. If that makes sense. It's not like today where you would like live in a hotel or live with some family before no such thing as an Airbnb back then. Yeah. So, so they would, they would, and these aren't like little camping tents. Like they're, they're big, like the massive ones. Like you'd have at a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Big tents that like fam, whole families would live in before they build a house. And so sometimes they're small tents for like traveling, like for Paul and things like that. But, so basically his job is if someone's tent, you know, sprung a leak or if it was ripped or the seams were coming loose, he would go repair the tent. Um, so that was his vocational job. And obviously his spiritual calling was much bigger. But um, in all reality, Paul probably didn't get paid to write half the New Testament. Right. He probably didn't get paid to like write like he didn't come out with a book that was like best-selling on New York Times, you know, <laughs> best-selling author or whatever. Like he, that was his calling. It was way more impactful than his tent making, but he still did tent making with purpose. And same yeah, with of course. Jesus and like his family. Like Jesus was, a lot of people think he was a carpenter. Some think he was a mason. Either way, uh, Jesus did. Um, Jesus himself <laughs> did like um, an actual vocation. So to act like day to day jobs don't matter is to like be going against exactly what Jesus did, which is kind of. Same, right, right, absolutely. The disciples were fishermen, um, but the biggest one that I that came across a couple of weeks ago when I was reading about it is in Genesis, the creation story. Um, God creates Adam and Eve, right? Um, or let's go back a little further. God creates, you know, the earth, and it's all beautiful and everything's right, and then He creates Adam. So He, um, from the the basically dust of the earth, right, the kind of this dirt, He breathes life into it and creates Adam which Adam translated basically just means dirt boy. Holler. <laughs> dirt boy. Um, but um, so he creates Adam, and the first thing he does for Adam is give him a job. Yeah, of course. He you have tell, a purpose now. Yeah, he tells him, hey, I need you to uh, you know, name all the animals to care for this garden, right? Care for the earth. What should you think about that? Name all of the animals. Yeah. What a task. I know it, it, my like, first job. Yeah, ever. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't an easy job. Like he's walking around, like, oh, did I name that one? Like, <laughs> like should I name that giraffe? Is <laughs> it a long neck? Yeah, it's like, what? What do I? You know? And so, um, so he had a a job, but that job meant a lot to God, and um, and sometimes that job is not, if we're being honest, even today, um, the second or the first part of that job about, um, kind of tending and and. Um, taking care of the earth. I don't think we do a super great job at that all the time. No, not at all. Uh, throwing litter out our windows when we're on the freeway. And so maybe we need to go back to that a little bit more uh, to help um, God's creation, things like that. But anyways, as so I was thinking about that, I think that's, I think that's it is like you have your spiritual calling, like, um, what God wants you to do. What God, you know, right. what God wants you to do to accept Jesus, to walk in, into salvation and redemption and all those kind of things, to go and make disciples. 
but the world still has to spin around, right? Yeah. The world still, Earth still has to like have things happen so that we can like be successful. And so, and and God would rather His children be doing the important jobs than than not. And so, that's where like I talk about like not getting involved super big in like political talk. But I also think that it's super important for there to be Christian political leaders. Why? Because God would rather have His children be leading the charge in leadership of an entire country than he would anyone else. And so the reason I, I stray away from politics in like youth and things like that is mostly just because I want it to be a safe place where we're not building anxiety. But I, it's not to say that those things aren't important. They are right. super important. Um, that's why you see in the Old Testament, like God um, anointing kings, you know, he anointed David, like he, he had his hand on earthly leadership. And so I don't know if that help answers the question well or not, but I think, I think that's how we have to bridge the gap is live life following Jesus with everything we have and do whatever we're called to do vocationally, whatever we're good at, whatever we're passionate about, do it in a way that it blesses people and that it glorifies God. No, I think you, you answered that the exact way um, that it needed to be answered. And I think it's a great answer because it leads right into my next question, right? We hey, talked. We talked about um, finding a passion, right, and you know pursuing that passion with the same passion that you have in your spiritual walk as well as your daily job walk. So now my question is, okay, okay, since we covered it in the first chapter of the book, we're now in chapter three, right? Yeah. Is passion the same as calling, right? And how do you determine the difference between the two? Right. Passion and calling. So passion and calling. Am, am, do I know that this is just because I'm passionate, like we're passionate about golf. You know, I love yeah. to golf. But is my passion what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. Yeah, it's a good question. So the the simple answer to that, and this isn't like this isn't the formula for everyone's life, but I feel like most of the time, um, the 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 um, passion is calling minus giftings, if that makes sense. So, like, what you're good at versus what you have a drive for. So, where your gifts and your passions intersect, uh-huh. that's your calling. Okay, got it. So, like, I can be passionate about something and be terrible at it. Right. Right. I can be good at something and not be passionate about it. If that makes sense, like I've I've met plenty of people who have amazing talents in certain areas, and but they, they don't d- care. They don't care yeah. about it. So that's not their calling, or maybe it should have been, and they missed it. Um, or I've seen I've also seen people who are super passionate about sports, but are super unathletic, right? Which right. is fine. <laughs> but um, or I've seen people who are super passionate about music who are tone deaf, right? It's like. <laughs> yep. You so and and that's kind of tough sometimes because you want that to line up, but sometimes it doesn't. But you you work around it. So the let let's use the example of sports, right? So some people are super passionate about sports, right? Um, and they'll go down the road like Rudy trying to play, right? And what, trying to be like the star, and they can't because the giftings and passions don't align. That's not their calling. And Just so one street off. But maybe that person is an incredible writer. Okay. Now all of a sudden you can step into sports writing. You're passionate about sports. You're an incredible writer. Now you work for ESPN writing on their website. So right? now you found a way to blend the two. Yeah. So okay. I I think that's I think that's where it is. Passion is close. It, 
passion is close to calling, just like gifts are close to calling. Absolutely. But until the two like intersect, you're probably not there. Um, if that, if that makes sense. So like, um, an example for me, like I'm passionate about, um, about music and I'm gifted in music. Um, but I'm not, I'm not too passionate about like just secular, secular music. I I, like, I like listening to it, but I'm not, it's surprising to most people, but I'm not like a music head. Like I, I don't, I'm not like, I don't have these giant playlists I'm listening to all the time. Um, I used to more so, but now I'm just more so listening to, um, I really, and this is, this is corny because I'm a pastor, but I really just listen mostly to Christian music nowadays. Um, probably 90% of the music I listen to is Christian music. The other 10 is probably country music. Um, solid choice. (laughs) Um, sometimes I throw some R and B in there if I'm feeling spicy, but little boys um, to men. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. Um, but, um, Yeah, so I so I realized that I I'm I'm passionate about certain types of music, and but then I also realized that I'm not necessarily just passionate about music. I'm passionate about worship. Okay, um, I can leave music behind. Honestly, right. I can like I don't have to create music ever again. But if you ask me to never worship again, can't do it. 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 Can't can't do do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's a little the other guys reference. Yeah. <laughs> So that's where my like my passions and my call and my giftings intersect, and that's where I feel called. Um, uh, another another way is I'm passionate about the younger generation, right? And I'm relatively gifted at communicating that. So I mix those two, and now I can be a youth pastor. Youth right? pastor. So, Boom. Um, but but you know you don't always. The other thing I'm reading another book called um, Next Generation Leader, and the other thing is like you don't have to be everything to everybody. And so I find those couple of things. And so like the example I'm trying to say is like for me to be a youth pastor doesn't mean I have to be a hundred percent awesome at, um, at like organization and ad administration and preaching and worship and all right. I can be good at a couple of those things and then delegate the other things. Right. Out. So that's what you got a good team for. And that's what we're talking about. The catalyst leader. Hey, now building um, your team, build, build the team. So yeah, the team is great. And that that's kind of the thing, but yeah, so that would be my final answer is calling is, um, most of the time, um, other time, what I mean by most of the time, sometimes you have this burning passion for missions, right? And you right. don't know if that's your gift, but you just full send. And that's like... And then maybe you and, figure and, it out on and, the fly. And you figure it out. So it's not always the, the formula, but most of the time, what you're good at and what you're excited about, what keeps you up at night and what keeps your legs moving, if those things interact, um, that's usually where you're supposed to be. And I also think there's some sort of like beautiful thing of stepping into a role that maybe you weren't passionate about. Maybe you never thought like, mm-hmm. dude, there's no way I'm ever going to be called to do this. And then all yeah. of a sudden you find yourself in the midst of it and the inner workings. And then now you're like, I have this renewed source of like, it's like a breath of fresh air. You're like, dude, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I like, you know, the challenge that's coming with it. And then out of that, you being thrown into this random role becomes something beautiful where now you discover that, hey, this is actually my passion. This is what I'm supposed to be yeah. doing. And sometimes passion is, this is, this is uh, um, the tough conversation sometimes, the inner conversation. Sometimes passion is excitement for something. Right, uh, but oftentimes passion is a hatred for something else. If that makes right. sense. So, let me give you an example. 
music. I'm excited about music. I'm passionate about music. Cool. There's a passion. Um, uh, child slave labor. I hate that. Right? So me, if I was to be an activist against that, right. that's based out of me not loving it, right? But 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 seeing a problem and I want to fix it. And that's where like, uh, I use that example because everyone can agree, but that's where you find innovation. That's where people have created things and, and invented things um, uh, like... Like light bulbs, right? It's like I hate having I, to light a hundred candles in my house every time I want. I hate the darkness. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna create a light bulb, right? So, um, so it's not always what you're, but but eventually, once you step into that, then you get really excited about it. Yeah, of course. With the, going back to the example of like child slave labor or sex trafficking or something like a big thing that we're trying to trying to help, or the homelessness um, issue, um. You hate that it's a problem, but once you start stepping into your calling, like you 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 love what you're doing because you're helping, right? Absolutely. And those types of things are you're really trying to work yourself out of a job, which is cool. But um uh I think we've Yeah, I think we tackled it. We've done that well. So so find your passions, homies. And then next week we are let me see, what are we talking about next week? We're talking about capable. Mm. Capability. Capability super Super um, basic, just being able. That, that's kind of where the gifting comes in. Passion right. and then capability is really gifting. Am I able to do this? Am I able to do this, right? There's some people who are like, I, I absolutely love playing guitar. And I'm like, homie, you're not good at guitar. Maybe you're an awesome harp. <laughs> no, but it's like, hey, you know, like th- this, this person is wonderful artist and super good with woodworking. Maybe you could build guitars. You know build what I mean? Guitars, it's like, beautiful. It's like you you find what it is. So, um, it's a little bit of the case of like the American Idol. Like, uh, I'm going to you, be the next American you, Idol, yeah, but you homie, can't you can't sing. Hey, Simon Cow figured it out. He likes singing, likes bikes performance, and homie cannot sing, so he figured it out. Anyways, okay, so now we're gonna move on to a draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be super fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the. Let me see if I can find the score recently. Oh yeah, the score is super weird. <laughs> so it's twenty six. Uh, I have twenty six. Ben has twenty one, and we've tied once. Oh my! And then and then we have two guests who have beaten us. So third and, time's the charm, right? Yeah. Just well, we've had we've had streak, three right? guests. Yeah. We've just only had two that have beaten us. So we had Danielle, my wife, um, who's in the back room right now. Danielle, can you hear us? Yep, she said yep. <laughs> um, she uh, the she shed. she won. I can't remember which one she won, but it was. I think it was sports movies. I think she won sports movies, right? Um, and then my brother won one, and I can't remember which it, one Boss, that you was. Tied with Palm Boss, that was the third one, right? No, Palm Boss. I think Ben won that one. Oh, okay, so Palm okay, Boss okay. lost, and then me and Ben tied like last week. Oh my! It was Lord. one of the Christmas ones, and I think it was because it was over the break, and so not everybody was like tuned into social right. media and everything. So we had like you know like really small amount of votes, and so right. it just went fifty fifty. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So it was, um, but anyway, so um, that's where we're at, and so we'll see if if um, if uh, let me let me actually add the two for guests. Can so I, I take remember. the challenge to beat Brett? 
at the draft. Uh, who knows? We'll see. Stay or can tuned. I put on for my city? Um, okay, so here's what we're going to do. This is a draft that was done by uh, the Spitballers podcast, kind of our comedy inspiration for this podcast. Obviously, right. so we have kind of two inspiring podcasts uh, for this one. Um, the first one is called uh, Let's Read the Bible, and that's done by my older brother, Evan, um, for his church. And it's it was a super great idea. They walk through topics of the Bible and just dive deep into them. And so that's the first portion of our podcast that's inspired by that. And then the second portion is inspired by the Spitballers podcast, which is a comedy podcast by three like Christian dads um, who love fantasy football, but then they also love comedy. And so, anywho, I just wanted to give them a shout-out so that so we're not stealing their content uh, we are stealing it but in good heart so um we're gonna do a serial mascot battle royale let's go so uh basically when you buy your cereal there's a mascot on the box if those mascots came to life and me and matt picked teams of five which one of our teams would win in a coliseum right or in a stadium and, absolutely and we just are like battle to the Mascot death. <laughs> Full disclosure, um, for my daytime job, I teach tactics. So um, I've thought about this very, very, very in-depth. I like it. He's coming in hot. So I just numbered. I'm off to a bad start. I just numbered on my page one, two, three, one, two, four, five. Mm-hmm. So I was one. I said one, two, four, five. <laughs> Numbers. I skip three. Numbers are hard. Okay, so we're gonna go rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Just one time, unless uh-huh. we obviously tie, and uh, whoever wins gets the first pick. Let's do the thing. Okay, ready? Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, oh, he let's wins. Go, I win. So that means coming in hot, I get the first draft. Yes. So naturally, um, I'm gonna take the big one right off the rip, and I'm gonna go with Tony the Tiger uh, from Frosted Flakes. That was my top. Tiger in a coliseum been proven for thousands of years. It works. It works. It works. It's it's a it's a proven formula. Tigers coliseums. It works. There's a big drop off after Tony the Tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 talent pool is just not that great moving forward from here. Okay, but I have uh, what you got? All right, I'm gonna pick one. Okay. Most people forget about this one. But I'm picking Crazy Craving. Do you know who that is? From the Honeycomb. From the Honeycomb. I don't know if look I... Look him up. Look him up. Crazy look up, Craving. Look up Honeycomb. Crazy Craving. Okay. Okay. We'll see what this he's guy like. He's like a Tasmanian like. devil. Oh. But he's not a Tasmanian devil, but he's like that. He's crazy. And and he's craving. Crazy. Oh, yeah. I see this guy. It, look, people, if you're listening to this, just look this look this man up. Um or woman, whatever he may, she may be. Um, <laughs> he's, he's terrifying. He's absolutely terrifying. So I don't know if homie can fight, but they're crazy. So I feel like it would. I feel like it might. It might put on for the city. Well, yeah, I mean, a you bit. see what the Tasmanian Devil does in you know the cartoons. You, you so know, it, it might, has to be. Correlated. It has to work. So that's my pick. Crazy craving because I was gonna pick Tony the Tiger, but all right. Fine. So Brett has crazy craving. Um, that's that's a that's a K. I'm I'm assuming crazy craving. Whatever. I think it's C C C. Crazy all right. Craving. So, Crazy Craving, I got Tony the Tiger. Now, here we go. So, I'm going to, you know, shoot for the moon again. I'm going to go with Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. I'm going to add a pirate and all his piratey ways to the Coliseum. So, I got a tiger and a dude with a ship. At least a sword. 
But he's a pirate, so he has to have a ship. But there ain't no water in the His Coliseum. His name's Captain. <laughs> he can have the ship. It's just docked. <laughs> so he could use in the, the cannons. Coliseum. <laughs> yeah. Guns, uh, sword. He's on my list, too. That's good. Captain Crunch. Tony Tiger, Captain Crunch. Okay, I got Crazy Craving. So I got to go. This was an old school one. Probably none of you, if you're a youth, probably none of you know who this is. But there was a there was a chocolate. Oh, I already know who you're going to pick. There was a chocolate cereal way back in the day, like 80s, 90s, 90s uh, called kids. Count Chocula. Dude, he was my next pick. And I'm, I'm, I'm upset. I'm, I'm picking Count Chocula. That's a super good. He's a vampire, people. He's a, <laughs> he's vampire. a vampire. <laughs> so you do the math. So I have a, I have a barbarian and a and a vampire and you have a tiger and a pirate this is this is starting this is a off good, fight. good this could this could this is breed out well okay so he takes my next picks so that means i gotta you know dig deep <laughs> um i'm gonna go with uh lucky the leprechaun from lucky charms he's got he's got some uh I don't know how leprechauns fare on the battlefield he's um, got some magic though and some tricks but yeah he's a trickster I, you know Throw a pot of gold, fool some people. Inside of it is Tony the Tiger. Who knows? You never know. It's like kind of Loki in the Avengers, right? Yeah, he yeah, might yeah. not win, but he's going to definitely throw a wrench in everything. Deception in everything See? he does. I like it. I think that's a fun pick. I, I think, think that's it's a good, good pick. Lucky or LC Leprechaun. I think he has two different names. But anyways, okay. I am going to pick to kind of... Uh, help the Tony the Tiger thing, I'm going to pick the Cookie Crisp Wolf. Oh my, get out of my head. Let's go. That's a super good one too. So now we have two, you know, just absolute massive animals inside the ring. Yeah, the tiger wins that fight every time, but at least it'll help. My well, wolf, you have my a wolf will help. Tasmanian devil. And a wolf. And a wolf. So it might help. Tony's got a matchup for him. See, right? you know. Tony, if you're listening... Prep. <laughs> hit the gym. Hit, hit the, the gym. gym. Hit Eat the, your Wheaties. Do something, man. Hit the gym outside in the parking lot, homie. Yeah. Right. Okay. So Come I got twenty twenty. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I was actually just there with Roscoe. <laughs> Shout out Roscoe. Uh, so you've got crazy craving. Count Chucky. You like the C's. Um, and Cookie Crisp. Ball. And the Cookie Crisp guy. So Brett's got triple C up here. Triple C. Um. Okay. Well. Again, Brett steals my pick. I think he's cheating. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, you know, I didn't want to pull this one out. I was kind of keeping it in reserve, but you, you literally made me you do it. You forced my hand. You forced my hand, so I'm sorry. Um, I'm going with Sonny, which is the son from Raisin Bran. Brett. So you he's now have the force of the sun inside. So I'm gonna blind you and eat you with a tiger. <laughs> blind you, yeah. But yeah, so there's good and bad about Sonny for me. Sonny's nice, so yeah, I know he's, he's not like gonna a friendly son. Not gonna kill me, but also at the same time, the the sun is in the coliseum. No one's gonna be able to see anything. Nothing. So I think that uh, it's and, like a, and if you touch him. You're dead. It's so. a lose-lose for everybody, it's a, it's but it's a, also a win-win. It's like a 50-50 draw. This I think it's a lose for all players involved except for Sonny. So I think you might... He might be... That the, might be the winning He's like there. Thanos. He's snapping the fingers. It's done <laughs> yeah. and it's over. Um, okay. I'm going to pick... All right. Since you got a little cheeky there with okay. the sun. Okay. I'm going to pick Snack, Crackle, and Pop 
because I get three of them, and I don't even care if they can fight. It's just three of them. Dude, so. this is not cool. Literally, next on my list after he snagged the Kubicki Chris Wolf was Snap, Crackle, and Pop because it's a threefer. You get three little elves, right, to do one job for the price of one pick. It's almost unfair. It's almost unfair. It's but, almost. But I have the sun. But I got three elves. <laughs> but so, you got three elves. I had to get. I had to cheat. Okay. All right. Well, um, fantastic. We've got three elves. So I've got two picks left. So you're probably gonna pick one of them, and I'm just gonna have to pick the other one. I'm down to the, this is it, right? And this is my last pick. Five. We're going. Yeah. S- yeah. Five. So this is this is for all the you know. I gotta pull it out. Good here. What's your final pick? My final pick, playing off of my own, you know, detriment is Busby Dang it. from Honey Nut Cheerios. That was gonna be my pick because you're allergic to bees. That's what I'm saying. Look, you can't kill me if I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? I put him on my team, and now I don't know if any of the other players, you know, are allergic to bees or carrying him with him. But we're gonna try it out. He's just gonna start stinging people. Busby. That was more of a funny pick that I was gonna pick because you're allergic to bees. But I took it from you. But I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if homie's gonna actually really do anything because bees like sting you. It hurts. If it's you, it kills you. But yes, yeah, so, so it was more. This was more of a defensive pick so that you don't die. <laughs> yeah, for all the people out there, that's my kryptonite. Um, <laughs> bees. Um, because once a bee stings, they just die. So yeah. So okay, here we go. <laughs> all right, here we go. This is a good question. Glad we went there. Um, so. Does Busby is he like a typical honeybee or is he like an Africanized honeybee? Um, Not I think n- he's a honeybee considering Honey Nut Cheerios. So you're telling me I got one and done? <laughs> you got one and done, dog, bro. You got to make a count. All right, <laughs> you got to hope one of these homies. He's hanging out in the back for the so, reserves. <laughs> there's literally no other good pick um, without kind of cheating. Like there's like a typical like Wheaties box. You could just pick an athlete that are on the Wheaties box. Yeah. Not gonna do that. There's a. Uh, I choose Kyrie Irving. To, <laughs> I choose <laughs> Russell Wilson. There's a. Uh, um, the uh, like Cocoa Pebbles, which have the Flintstones on it. I didn't feel like that was fair because the Flintstones are. You get different. the whole mess of yeah. Flintstones. And they're different from a different show, obviously. Um, the Toucan from uh, Fruit Loops. Toucan Sam. I don't. I don't know if he's going to do anything, though. He's got a big beak, but... I so, don't know what toucans really do anyways. So, this one's not really going to help me all that much, but I think at least he might stay alive. It's a battle royale. Okay. Right? So Staying I'm alive. Trying to stay alive. So, I got Trix the rabbit um, from uh, from Trix. That's a good one. So, against fast, my, jumps around, my better I mean? judgment, you know, I don't know. But then this is what I think of all the time, too. You know, those kids are always catching him up in his own his own stuff, so... We'll see. Yeah, if, so if we'll you can see. Get caught it, it, by kindergartners, <laughs> probably get caught by Tony the Tiger. Who knows? Yeah, so the rabbit tricks are for kids. So, um, that's you forced my hand. That's all I had left. Okay? All right. Well, that's a that's a that's a good one. Um, I feel like we kind of evened out on the <laughs> last two picks. There. Yeah, Busby, Trick Rabbit, Trick Rabbit. Who knows? Okay, so here's the final uh, the final team. So Matt picked Tony the Tiger. Captain Crunch, Lucky the Leprechaun, Sunny, and Busby. And mm-hmm. I got Crazy Craving, Count Chocula, Cookie Crisp Wolf, Snack Crackle and Pop, and Trix Rabbit. So we'll see. I think this one's gonna be close. That's a good one. Good. Yeah. We'll just see. I you know, the one that the only one that's gonna be, you know, spooky that nobody's gonna know what's going on probably is other than like us, is yeah. Count Chocula, because that's like a that's an 
for all you kids out there, the 90s was a great time to grow up. Um, and True Count, Count Chocula was the man. Great man. Great man. The man. <laughs> uh Anywho, okay, so that that works out great. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. Uh, don't forget, we you know talked about passions. Find what you're passionate about this week, and um, and uh, explore it and see what's see what's happening. See how that can line up maybe with your giftings. Um, and then also uh, follow us on Instagram, Echo Youth SEC, and vote on the poll. Let us know who picked the better uh, cereal mascot <coughs> battle royale. Matt, um, sorry. I think he thinks he won, but we'll see. Who knows? Um, happy one year anniversary to the to the listeners. You guys are awesome. Leave us a review and a rating, all that good stuff, so we can boost the podcast. Um, and also, we just want to be here for you to get another um, little bit of uh, Jesus, a little bit of laughs in mm-hmm. uh, your midweek. So, um, with no further ado, I'm Brett. I'm Matt. And cue the outro. <laughs>